Hi, and welcome to Only the Avatar. An Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch podcast. I'm Veda. And I'm Christina, and you're listening to Season 3, Episode 1, The Awakening. What a start. I know, and we had some great news just like five seconds ago. Um, A big trial in the States. I know we have some international listeners, but... um, a big trial in the States got released just like minutes ago of the George Floyd murder and the guy who killed him, the cop. Guilty is, on three counts. Yep. Guilty on three counts. So happy. Was so nervous about it. I literally saw it and I started to like tear up and cry. I was like, oh, at least one good thing happened today. <laughs> I was like, if he wasn't convicted, like what? Like we, everybody saw it. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of those crimes that we had to watch over and over again because it was on TV. Like, thank God they convicted him. Like there was- It would have been riots. Like I was seeing like on Instagram and everything is like, we're taking to the streets. Like this is where we're meeting. Like people are like (laughs) posting about that on Instagram. Like Justice for George is posting like, this is where we're meeting. But like, I like how they were anticipating for it. But like, are people going to show up? Like, is it just going to be like a party? Like- I mean, what's gonna go on? <laughs> honestly, like this, the week that we've had of all of the gun violence, yeah, it's so weird that we've just kind of become a, accustomed to hearing about it and like numb to it, and it's sad. And it was yeah. also, it just feels good to have him convicted because it's like this is still going on. Like yeah. this crime happened a year ago, and we're still consistently seeing police violence. Yeah, I think. I saw somewhere that it was like the real justice is him never dying. You know what I mean? Like this is justice, but the real justice is like him not dying and other like people of color not dying at the hands of police, you know? So like how do, how do we do that? I don't have the answer. And it's frustrating when you don't have the answers and you can't, you can't touch and like make it happen. You know what I mean? You just have to like mobilize and talk to your local, your local officials and things like that. But it's hard. I know, but still, good news. It really was good news, and I'm I'm happy that people convicted him and the jury convicted him. Like, we needed that. I know. I was honestly that was the um, that was the plot twist of 2021, 2020. Like, I really like I knew like the evidence was stacked against Chauvin, but like I think historically only one person has been convicted of one police officer has been convicted of like murder charges like while on duty in the state of Minnesota so I didn't actually really? have a lot of hope yeah I think what helped though was the fact that Chauvin's boss like the the head of the police department was like mm, he's not a great guy I think that helped and like all the media and stuff like that helped but you know like historically it has gone the other way so that's why I was nervous but I'm happy like he is guilty and he's going to jail and justice will be served. So <laughs> we need we needed it. We needed we really it because did. it's like you have to kind of believe in the systems, right? Like and if he had not been convicted, I think it would have just like wow, like even our justice system is against us. Yeah. Like I think we just mentally need that sometimes. I don't know. It's just crazy. I'm like what's going to happen this summer? I don't know. Another uh Summer of protesting. What are my hobbies now? Um, protesting. Pro- binging Netflix and uh, protesting. <laughs> Maybe Do you want to head straight into the episode? Yeah, let's do it. So season three 
opens up with the confused, wounded, and Harry, oh my god, Aang has hair? What? <laughs> Aang aboard a Fire Nation ship and he wakes up and he's so nervous. Yeah. Do you want to know a fun fact? Yeah, what? Every season um, opener, like the first episode of season one, two, and three all take place on a boat. The first season. Wait. Oh my gosh. I did not even realize that. I didn't really realize it either, but it's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> and we later learn that Katara, Toph, Sokka, their parent, their dad, sorry, and some other friends and family have taken over the Fire Nation ship and are planning an invasion. Mm-hmm. And we also learned that the world believes Aang to be dead, which makes sense after that brutal attack. And yeah. Aang hears about that and he's so upset and he is like, what? I don't want people to think I'm dead. I don't want my existence to be kept a secret. And he feels like a failure and he eventually runs away from the ship. Yeah. And to go on with that theme of failure, we then see Zuko, right? And Zuko returns with Azula back to the Fire Nation And in his mind, he's kind of like, wow, I'm starting to be actually redeemed by my father. I can't wait to see him. But we learn that Azula told the Fire Lord that Zuko slayed the Avatar. And that gets Zuko a little crazy because, you know, it's a lie. Azula shot him down and we really kind of don't know if he survived that shot or not. Um, Zuko actually has a flashback of being with Katara and Katara saying, I have this special water from the Northern Water Tribe. And he remembers that. And so he's having doubts if Aang is alive or not. Um, And we learn that Azula says that to their father because she wants to protect herself in case Avatar is alive because she's smart like that. (laughs) While this is all happening, we know that Aang is going through some like turbulent inner and outer journey while he runs away. Um, And he fortunately sees the spirit of Roku where he talks about how, you know, it's really Roku's fault that this all happened. And we get a surprise guest. Yue, Mm -hmm. the moon spirit, helps guide Aang back to shore. um, And that's where his friends find him. And funny enough, guess where he lands? He's on a volcano, an island. He's on Crescent Island. Oh, yeah. Roku's, Roku's. Homeland, Roku's hometown. Oh, my god! So gosh. it kind of makes sense that generational, like, I just got to leave. Where is he going to go? He's going to yeah. go towards towards um, Roku's home since that's that spirit is so in him right now. <laughs> this episode was very heavy. I think it's a very mm-hmm. heavy season opener, and I loved it. I mean, like, writing and storytelling-wise, I think there's just so much to explore within the episode. Like, I want to actually start mm-hmm. off with the theme of failure because there's so many moments again that we see Zuko and Aang kind of like going through this you know like we sometimes see animations where it's one person's face and then they slide to the other face or like one person on a boat and the other person on a boat like they really try to emphasize with the animation that these two guys are feeling the same sort of disappointment in themselves in here and I love I love this connection. Yeah, and I feel like it's also like they're kind of like we've talked about they're like foils to one another where like the moment that Aang really like failed when he like died, you know, he let the world down was a moment when Zuko was basically redeemed where he was able to get the Avatar, you know what I mean? Or like destroy the Avatar, which was his main goal. 
Um, and I, I just think that's really interesting. But you know that deep down, Zuko knows something's wrong with this situation. I think he feels like multiple levels of failure. Like, I think Zuko feels multiple levels of failure. One level is that he always doubted that his he did not actually meet his goal, which is capture the Avatar. So, like, that's been bothering mm-hmm. him. And then he's also, like, he doesn't feel great about everything that has happened like he doesn't feel great about turning his back on Iroh he doesn't feel great about joining this and you kind of see him through this section like when um Aang says my goal like my goal is to face the fire lord alone and then they quickly cut into Zuko going Mm -hmm. in to face his dad alone so again like that little mirror scene there and he goes and talks to his dad and he like he's like oh my god Azula lied Like, that comes back in his mind. And then when he's like, when the dad is like, you did the right thing to your treacherous uncle. You did that. And then he was like, oh, my God, I did that. Like, he knows he's better than this. Yeah, I I agree. I think, you know, his dad is saying all the right things. Like, you're redeemed. I'm proud of you. Like, the things he always wanted to hear. But it doesn't feel right. Maybe it's because he because he never captured the avatar or maybe it's because like he knows all of this is really wrong. I don't know. You know what I mean? And to go back to those parallels between Zuko and Aang, what does Aang say this episode? I must redeem my honor. I've lost my honor and I must redeem it. Typically, it's Zuko that's the one talking about honor. You know what I mean? So they're literally like interchanging language that they typically have. Um So I thought that was really interesting too. Um, A question I have though for you is, do you think like, okay, this is a rewatch episode. If you are, you know, following along every episode and you haven't actually finished the series, um, skip ahead like a minute or two. Do you think if Zuko's dad, the Fire Lord, was like knew up front everything like, oh, you switched sides, you joined Azula oh, you're not sure if you killed the Avatar? It's still okay. I'm still proud of you. Do you think he would have joined Team Avatar? I don't know. I don't know. Because one, Zuko has kind of, he's like halfway through his self-exploration, right? Like he started Mm -hmm. doing all of that work with Iroh. And I don't know. I I think eventually he would feel bad about the decision of going and not I think he would have eventually felt bad about not joining team avatar because he would have seen like he sees his father as a as a god basically Mm -hmm. right and I think over time that idea of his father will go away and he'll like he's like oh my dad isn't everything like my dad sucks do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like I think seeing the fall of his dad will make him feel bad that he didn't join the right team because he knew that he had the ability to actually join the right the winning team Yeah, but I think it's also what's interesting to think about. I don't know which way it would go, but, you know, is is Zuko just switching sides because of that, like, lingering thing of, like, oh, I'm kind of stuck in a lie. Like, oh, I actually didn't kill the Avatar. I got to have a backup plan and leave at some point. I think that's lingering in his mind right now. I think both are lingering. Like, one is like, wow, I – my uncle took care of me and taught me all of this and I easily sold him out. Am I actually a bad person? And mm. then also like, like I didn't really do my job to re- redeem my honor. Like my, my job was not to kill the avatar. It was to capture him. Right. Mm. Like, 
and I didn't kill him, nor did I capture him. I didn't yeah. do anything. So it's like he's kind of failed on both sides. So he's kind of like eh about it, I think. And <laughs> he just is like, wow, I don't really deserve all of these accolades I'm getting. Yeah, I, I think and I think we'll learn more about Zuko's character as the season goes on and see him make that transformation. I also loved the moment where he's sitting at the pond where we had last seen him at that pond with his mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he's like throwing uh, bread to the ducks just Mm -hmm. like we did before. And it's funny because you actually see the ducks like run away at the sight of Azula because she was so harsh with the ducks, just like throwing like the bread really hard at them. It's like they still remember how bad of a person Azula is. Azula is the worst. I'm sorry, she doesn't deserve a redemption arc. Let an evil character be an evil character. That is my take. Like, I have no sympathy for that psychopath at Um, all. No. (laughs) And I loved the animation and that tension in that moment where she's like, oh, do you know something that I don't know about? Mm -hmm. And Zuko choosing not to tell her or like, do you know what I mean? Zuko Mm -hmm. choosing not to tell her and kind of like keeping that to himself, keeping that secret to himself it's like, why is he doing it? Is it like he still is trying to capture his honor or is he like a moment of goodness there? So that's also an interesting moment in this episode. I feel like I feel like he's just stupid. Like I feel like Zuko's <laughs> stupid. Like I just think he didn't think this through. Like I, I wholeheartedly believe the only reason why he like joined Azula was because he was not inquisitive enough to think, wow, Azula always lies. If he just remembered that, he would not have joined He does kind Azula. of remember it in this episode though. Yeah, a little too late, and now he's stuck in the Fire Nation. How is he going to leave? He's kind of stuck where he is because he made that dumb decision last episode. Oh, my God. So bad. And so like fact, bad. I just thought it was funny that scene in, in Azula's bedroom which, where he's like, I have, I don't know why you're lying, but you're lying. Like, it's so obvious. You know? It's so obvious. Um, and another theme or topic that came out very clearly in this episode was – Daddy issues, so much daddy issues, and this I mean, time Zuko it's- is the epitome of daddy issues. Everything about him screams daddy issues. But also Katara's daddy yeah. issues when she snaps at her dad while she's talking to Ang early on, and Ang is like, teenager. "Are you mad at your dad?" Such a like, teenager. No. <laughs> I also Completely. thought it was just really cringy because I feel like even if I was mad at my dad, I would never do that in front of someone. You know what I mean? But. Like everyone's around, no boundaries. Um, overall, though, I did think it was like that scene where you know Ang disappears and Guitar is talking to her father. Like he just left. Like why did he leave? Like like he didn't even tell us. And the dad is just straight up like you're talking about me. I love that part where, especially when she says, "I understand why you had to go because of war, but why yeah. am I still so sad?" Like her grappling with oh. those feelings of logic and emotion was really. Really powerful to see because I feel like that's an emotion that you're trying to understand and develop during these years where like, you know, when you're like eight to 10 or becoming a teenager and this show is targeted towards them, you know, so I thought that was really powerful and a good thing to put in the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually kind of like teared up. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I was crying. I've been like crying a lot today. I'm such a Katara. <laughs> I really, I loved that section. I love that tying with like looking for approval or forgiveness mm-hmm. or like looking at authority figures and questioning them and this idea of like abandonment in different ways, right? Like mm-hmm. 
Zuko was basically forced out. Like, that's a level of abandonment from that paternal figure. His mom left him. That's a level of abandonment. Like, there's Mm -hmm. a sense of loss there. And then, and Katara also feels that loss. Like, again, it ties, like, it really crosses boundaries of, like, the good and bad by showing these sen- this deep sense of loss on both sides. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, especially with Katara, as she talks about, like, you know, she lost her mother and to, like, her mother is dead and Zuko's mom we're not really sure about and stuff like that. So there's a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff going yeah, on. I loved both of those parallels. Yeah. Um, the failure idea and the father figure idea in this episode, it really grounded it. But there was also a ton of battle scenes that were very creative here. Wait, before we go into that, though, I just want to talk about another parallel that I noticed. Um, Aang and Uncle Iroh. What, is their, what are their parallels to one another? I mean, they are doing spiritual exploration and they both got captured well that but also they failed at Ba Sing Se oh like, yeah Aang Aang was talking so much like I was there and I failed I need to redeem my honor I was there and I could have done something and you know Aang is going on his own journey to figure out what he does after that failure but we also remember oh Iroh gosh. also failed at Ba Sing Se in a very different way, but he went on a different journey, but he also lost his son. But I just thought that was an interesting parallel. Oh my God, completely. Like that spiritual journey that comes from the loss of this battle that both of them went through. That's so true. That's true because I think Iroh went to the spirit world somehow and Aang saw his past life. He saw Roku and he saw the moon spirit as well. Yeah. And honestly, that conversation with the spirit world saved him like saved Mm -hmm. his physical life and also motivated him like that strength that ua gives him by saying you've already saved the world once which he did that's important to remember he's accomplished a lot in a couple of months so he really has and also he has a huge mess that roku gave him like what a disaster. Yeah, I like how Roku came back. And like a part of me was just like, how is this happening? Like how – because like, I know he went into the Avatar state, then he got hit. So like can he go back? I guess he can because he's, you know, talking about his past life. <laughs> I think he's like so weak, but he's still alive. Like he's alive and he's alive and his connection is still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that He's is true. very, very weak. And I think maybe it's almost like his spirit world connection might even be stronger because he's like really teetering, especially there hanging on a plank like Titanic style, like going <laughs> through the water like he's not doing well. Oh, my gosh. Not at all. Something interesting about his solo trip was just like. There were so many parallels. Like we saw Roku, but then we also saw him like gliding on the water, like kind of surfing. Mm-hmm. And that's an actual scene. Like when we look at um, the past av- water avatar, um, Kurok, I believe his name is, there's like his his um, flashback scene is exactly like Aang's scene when he's like, they're both surfing on the water. Oh, I love that. I really like that too. Um, but yeah, a part of me the entire time is like, what's the point of him going on the solo trip? Like, why did he have to go away? Where is he going? But I thought it was once at the end, you saw that he went to Crescent Island, which is Roku's like hometown or Mm -hmm. home island. It made so much sense because he's sad that he failed, you know, he failed to stop the Fire Nation and Roku did the same thing. He had the same failure of failing to stop the Fire Nation. And also that conversation he has with Katara in the bedroom, another mirror with the conversation like Azula and Zuko have mm-hmm. in that in that like sleeping chamber bedroom thing. 
when he's so emotional and he's literally like, I failed. And she's like, you need a team. Like it comes back. Like what is, what is that individual responsibility for honor? And like, how do you work with the people next Mm -hmm. to you? And, and him running away, I think, but I think this time, even though Aang has a tendency to run away, I think this time him running away is like, he needed to finally complete the spiritual thing that he started. And he keeps like, he keeps getting interrupted. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just kind of needs like alone time to finish it. And then this going going on the water by himself and like getting to that really desperate state. He's like, okay, I'm finally kind of finishing this journey. And he's able to finish it with these two people coming back and reminding him of his success. Yeah, I, I agree. I think... There's just a lot, you know, it's like, I feel like a lot of the first episodes, at least like season two, the first episode, I was like, oh, it's just like, it's not a great, but like this episode has so much. This is my favorite season, by the way, too. Mine too. This has a ton of stuff in here. And I also like, there's even small things like Sokka's invasion plan and like kind of Mm -hmm. having this militia army in there. Toph comes in as a hero in so many parts. And even the idea of them like, I love them in the Fire Nation garb and like ready to go out to dinner that time. So funny. It's so funny when you open up the series and like Aang is just like, oh my gosh, I'm on a Fire Nation boat and he's freaking out. And it's like, dude, it's just us. We just captured it, man. (laughs) And like seeing like people from Jet's like crew in the beginning, Mm -hmm. like that was so funny, like Aang trying to run away. It was really sad though in the first scene though, when we saw him like so beaten up. You know what I I mean? It was really hard to see. The fact that it's been like, three weeks um and Mm. another line that stays with you is like ang doesn't want anyone to risk their life for his mistakes Mm -hmm. you know and he and that's like also like been an issue like a wound that he's been working on like the fact that so many people died because he wasn't around like i think that's also like a theme that that comes through another thing too is just like his idea of like because the world thinks he's dead and he's so weak. He just can't do anything. Like, he hates not being able to do anything. Like, he's so I felt frustrated. that in my soul. And, like, especially in the battle scene where he had to hide and he was too weak to do anything. That's got to be rough, especially when you're learning about everything. Like, all you want to do is help and you can't do anything. The battle scene was really wild. Like, it was – it shows the, you know, how – much everyone's skills have improved. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. It's the crazy. metal bending and like Katara even just like making the mist with everything going on was so cool. What did you think of the sea dragon? The, uh, the sea dragon. Well, thank God for the sea dragon. I know. But I thought it was uh, from a battle perspective, I know it would have been too easy to do that. But like, while you know those people on the ship like they're in the water because Toph metal bended them into the water why would Katara just like instead of like doing that one little move where she like brings up the wave and pushes them away why wouldn't she like move up the wave and like topple the entire ship over maybe she's not powerful enough for that but she did it for one scene and then they ran away I think it would have been more strategic if she just kind of like Use all her power to like topple the ship over instead. So, you know, um, I've been reading Moby Dick very slowly, <laughs> right? So, like, part of maritime culture is that if you do, if two ships do pass each other, you mm-hmm. are actually supposed to stop and invite the other people on board and kind of oh. like gather. And I forgot the name of it, but it has a very specific thing. You're supposed to stop and get everyone together and like chat a bit. 
And it's bad luck if you don't do that, like in maritime oh. culture. And the Pequod, the ship that uh, they like, you know, they are in Moby Dick, which is like not a very lucky ship. They keep avoiding it. Like every other ship like honks and it's like, stop. So we mm. can do a little rendezvous. They just drive away. What about if you meet pirates, though? Like, I don't want to rendezvous with pirates. Yeah, but they'd probably try to come in. But, like, if you see another type of ship, you're supposed to stop. And, like, there's a whole thing. Uh, I don't know. So the the, it's not you have to go on each other's ships. You just have to stop. You stop and you do go on each other's ships. And usually because, like, they haven't Mm. seen other people in months. Yeah, Like, some of these sea voyages are so long, so you might not have talked to anyone else. And it's, like... Mm -hmm kind of a cause of celebration you stop you exchange news you like interesting you figure things out so i was thinking about that while they're on the boat because there could be options that you stop and like it's not safe but it's also mm-hmm. like consider bad luck not to stop and that's a huge part of moby dick because they don't stop and the ship just gets into worse and worse trouble but i was thinking about that here like when they get on yeah i also thought it was funny when like they are pretending to be like Fire Nation soldiers, and the one guy's like, "Oh, General Chan, like he's so bad at communicating. Like, couldn't he just sent like a hawk? Like, I thought that was such a funny line. We'll send two hawks next time. We'll yeah. send two hawks. But also the fact that he's on vacation. Like, you're on vacation <laughs> in the middle. Of this <laughs> it's been a hundred. It's a hundred year war. So they got to take a break every once in a while. <laughs> Especially when you just conquer Boxing Sai too. Like, oh, things are looking good. I can take a break. <laughs> everyone everyone needs a little bit of a break. But yeah. yeah, I thought I loved the battle scene, even though it definitely could have been one. And I really <laughs> liked Aang's, Aang's journey, his solo journey, and like mm-hmm. the idea that every generation kind of like inherits another trauma. And it's like sucks to be the one generation that's trying to fix everyone else's I know. issues. Oh. Well, I think they talk about it too. Like uh, at least the there's fan theories about it, or maybe the creator said it. But like the character of each avatar changes with each. You know, like when they're reborn, they have a strong personality because of what happened in their past life, right? So like, yeah, it's um, like the theory of karma, right? Like you're yeah. trying to fix the karma of your yeah yourself, your previous self. So like Cora was just like, you know, she's so upfront and she's very direct and she's ready to face everything head on, right? And that's caused her a lot of issues. But the reason she's like that is because Aang kept on running away from his fears. You know what I mean? He yeah. kept on running away. Um, so I thought that was really that's like just interesting insight into the entire series. Sometimes I just want to give Aang a hug. I know, but did you know what we've been talking about? Like the great news today of um, the George Floyd case, and you know, the the police officer, you know, getting charged with murder. We never talked about the new possible Avatar: The Last Airbender or like Avatar: The Last Airbender like series. There's going to yes. be another series on YouTube. We never talked about it. I I feel like because we we skipped. Well, actually, no. Yeah, I saw it. So what what information do you know about it? Because I've seen some like memes and stuff around it, and I've seen like some information about it. What- I don't think there's a lot of information, but I do think that there's. I, th- I believe it's going to be on YouTube. Okay. Um, but like, dude, I'm like pumped. Did they say what they're going to do? I think everything is like really up in the air. I saw it, but I was like, what? I was like, do I believe this? Do I not believe this? And then I was like, is it, are they going to continue like 
Korra or are they adding yeah. like a new avatar like what's going on and also I kind of want to know what the drama was with Netflix I bet you they just you know they're gonna Netflix is just gonna change everything and you know the creators want to keep it to like their story which makes mm-hmm. sense and I think most of the fans want to keep it to that story yeah. too of like we of, want you know, more the orig- yeah we want the same we want that same vibe and I think maybe like thinking because we've talked about this before. Like I don't want a remake. I want like brand new content in that series from the creators. Same. So maybe the creators are just like, you know what? We'd be better off for a fan base to like give them actually new content instead of like trying to do a remake of something that they love. You know what I mean? Yeah, so maybe I, that's I totally why. Agree. I'm glad. It's just you know sometimes I'm like, there's too many streaming services now. It's going to add up more to cable and then it's going to defeat the purpose. <laughs> I know. This is so stupid. Like after a point, I feel like they got to do streaming service bundles and then it's literally the same thing as cable. It's literally cable at that point. <laughs> it's so stupid. Because I'm like, this better be, is this going to be free on YouTube? Is it going to be on YouTube premium? Like oh, I got to watch. <laughs> I know. I'm going to buy whatever to watch it. I know, same. Because <laughs> same. Yeah, I think it's going to be on YouTube for sure. So. Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm excited. I can't wait to get more information around it. And like, I'm obviously happy this show is getting a new life because I feel like it's kind of important to have right now. Like, yeah, sometimes I don't know. It's like such a wholesome, smart show. And I'm like, do we have these anymore? I don't think we do. Like, I really don't think like this is like a once in a lifetime kind of show, you know, like we kind of need this this sort of thing in our like uncertain times and I think yeah. it's it's good to have I just feel like most like yeah like most cartoons and most like kid shows they don't have this like long-standing um storyline like I've been as someone who's been watching a lot of cartoons like I love Bob's Burgers um I'm, I'm loving like a bunch of these cartoons but they don't follow a plot you know like you yeah. understand the characters and you're just like kind of setting that game for each character in each episode but this has like a plot and it has like in-depth characters that like you're learning about their past traumas and they're teaching you about like war and immigration and abandonment. And like we we don't have any show like that, you know, that's taking on those serious themes. I so. don't watch anything for like people younger than me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I have no idea. So if you're a youth watching this, please tell us what people are watching because – I don't know, like, like, yeah, but like, I think like Adventure Time isn't. I, I could yeah, be wrong. That was about around that. when we were kids. I think it's still around. I could be wrong. I don't know, but I love Bob's Burgers, and it's just like you know, I've watched like twenty episodes of them um, in Halloween, and they're all in the same grade, and that's like The Simpsons, and that's like yeah, it's like South Park, you know what I mean? Which like makes yeah. sense for a cartoon. You could, you could do that because you're drawing them, but um, but there's also like so many types of like anime styles. That, that is true that aren't just one thing so because this blends like the cartoon world and anime world it's like giving us a deeper storyline with that you know so i think it goes into that and like i think a lot of like comics or graphic novels they kind of have that same thing where they're telling like a deeper storyline yeah i think like that's not as common in like a western through a western lens i guess yeah so it's probably why we just haven't seen it but the show is amazing i can't wait for the next series Maybe we'll have another podcast or we'll keep this podcast going. It'll be like watching in real time. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can handle it. (laughs) How wild is that? Yeah. But so what would you rate this episode? A five. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five. 
maybe a 4.8 just because I don't love to give fives, but it's up there. It's so good. I think the writing is so good and it just like, it's like, wow, shit got deep, you know, like it just got deep suddenly and it's just like, wow, I love watching the show mature in that way and it's just cool Mm -hmm. to see it and like, I also think first episodes are so cool because they set the tone. Yeah, that is true and like. It's only going to get deeper and deeper as we finish this series. I know. I know. So So cool. This was fun. Yes. Um, Thanks for listening. We hope you like, subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a review. We're almost done, guys. So one third of the way done. This is wild. Um, Yeah. yeah. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.